Welcome back to the Maker's Playbook, the show where we talk all about what it's really like to make a living from the things you make. And a huge portion of making all of that work, at least for those of us selling our work online, is being able to take great photos of your work. So this week, we continue along our month-long deep dive for episode three of the Photography Extravaganza. I'm your host, Rebecca Ikeskara, professional photographer, amateur potter. I've said this before, and no doubt you're going to hear me say it time and time again. Whenever anyone asks me a question, more often than not, I'm emailing or DMing them back asking for more context. I am adamant about context, so much so that I devoted an entire episode on the podcast to it. It's episode 107, titled Thoughts on Making Smart Decisions, in case you missed it. In that episode, I talk about how no matter your business, side hustle or full-time, online or partnered with local stockists, whatever it is, we all are constantly required to make decisions. And no matter how long you've been in business, the need to ask questions and make decisions from those questions never goes away. Take it from me, 11 years in. The list of questions, I think, is longer than it was in year one. In episode 107, I offered you a framework on how to make smarter decisions. Not generically speaking, but specific to you, your life, your needs, your goals, the reality of where your business is or isn't at right now, etc., etc., etc. And now I'm going to go watch The King and I. (laughs) Alright, what's this all have to do with the photography extravaganza? Well, that's exactly what we're going to dig into this week. One of the most overwhelming things for me when I first started working as a full-time photographer over 11 years ago was the number of variables. Did I need to adjust my shutter speed, the aperture, or ISO in order to craft the image I was envisioning? And why, when I adjusted one, could I not really tell the difference? What was I missing? I'm thinking just with this one little example, you already see the parallels. Like in business, photography in some ways is a constant asking of questions and making decisions. But without context to those questions, coming up with the right decision is awfully hard. Now, there are some teachers out there who frequently share their camera settings with you on any given photo that they're posting. I'm not at all opposed to this, but if you don't know what those settings mean, what good is it doing you? If you aren't shooting in the same setting that they have, like physical setting, or you don't have the same equipment or the same goals that they did in terms of style and the end result of what kind of photo you want, Where does learning those settings get you? Now I know maybe it's frustrating that I'm not doling out camera settings and exact answers saying, do this, do this, and you're done. But here's why. My goal is to provide you with the tools to make informed decisions for yourself. Not just take a photo the same way I would take it. Because that just gets you my same style. And maybe my style is not your jam. Maybe actually right now you do like my style of photos, but in a couple of years your preferences change and you want to shoot in a different way. Then where does that leave you? Right back at square one, doesn't it? Having to try and scour YouTube for hours all over again looking for the right tutorials, quote unquote. 
Yeah, gross. I want to save you time, but I want to save you time for the long game, not just the short, fast answers. Although I must say, in my upcoming webinar, all about the four most common Instagram photography mistakes, I am dishing out a lot of quick fixes to the photography blunders I see online. So if naturally you were wishing for some fast solutions, you are definitely not going to want to miss this webinar. It's coming up on June 29th and 30th at different times on each of those two days. So I think between those two times, I span a hell of a lot of time zones. So no matter where in the world you're listening, hopefully you can make it happen. Joining live is obviously the best, but if you can't, I am working on trying to figure out the website tech I need to host a replay for a while. So either way, be sure to click the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio and register to get all of these juicy, easy-to-implement tidbits. Okay, I'm rambling. To the point. The point of all of this is that today, I want to chat about the different purposes of photography and what kind of different styles of photos work best for those purposes. Sound good? The way I see it, there are three main spaces that makers create photos for their work. Number one, galleries and exhibitions. Number two, an online shop, whether that be like a website or Etsy. And number three, Instagram, or actually other social media and marketing platforms, which is basically Instagram. (laughs) Let's be honest. Now, my friends, the type of photos that perform best in any of these categories is really different from one to the next. And that's what we're going to dig into. First off, galleries and exhibitions. This one is pretty straightforward and by far the most traditional. For the potters out there, you've probably seen these style of photos numerous times. For some reason that I have yet to discover the answer why, so if anybody knows it, please send me a message. It is tradition to photograph ceramics on a graduated seamless background. What I'm talking about are those long paper or cloth backgrounds that will give you the effect of going from white to black, from bottom to top. Sometimes this is the actual print on the background because you can buy paper backgrounds that are literally printed with the color gradation. Or sometimes this is more of just a gray background with the lighting set in such a way to still have that kind of fall off. The benefit of this setup is the seamless nature of the background. Seamless meaning there is no horizon line that you have to contend with, running a distracting line through the background of your image and bisecting your pots in weird ways. More on that subject in the webinar I mentioned. So have you hit pauses and signed up yet? No? No? (laughs) Okay. So for submitting your work to traditional places like galleries or juried exhibitions, I'm all for a seamless background. It literally takes away any and all distractions with the only thing to focus on in the image being your pot. Awesome. What I personally don't understand at all is the graduated color change, but I don't think my little podcast here is going to change generations of the fine art world's traditions, so we're just stuck with the gradation for now. The difficult part about this style of photography is it's almost always going to require the use of off-camera lighting or flash. 
And in order to get a nice, soft, even lighting with enough shadows to not make your pot look like it's floating in space, but also not so many shadows to be distracting, it's going to take more than one light. Or at least more than one piece of equipment. Maybe one light and a couple of reflectors, maybe three lights, definitely some methods to diffuse the light, like soft boxes, etc. If it's all sounding overwhelming, don't worry. You are not alone. Frankly, I would only photograph my work this way if I absolutely had to for a submission. Because it is exhausting to figure out all of that equipment set up. So today, I'm mostly going to leave this option alone. <laughs> Sorry. If you want to talk about it more, email me at rebecca at makers-playbook.com and I'll happily chat all about off-camera light to your heart's content. But for now, let's make photography a bit more accessible for the rest of us, shall we? So that leaves us with two other options. Your online shop, whether that be Etsy or your own website, and your marketing needs, like Instagram. The good news here is that some of these images can absolutely be dual purpose, if not all of them. The goal for both should be showcasing to your viewers what it would be potentially like to own and use, if you're making something functional, your work. But what does that mean? How does that translate to actually making the images? It means we need to showcase the scale or the size of our pieces. It means we need to show these pieces in a real life or a natural setting. I'm using air quotes that you can't see over here. And it means in the perfect world where you've already watched my Instagram mistakes webinar and you're feeling super confident about how to use your camera, you can infuse a bit of ambiance or your own personal style, feeling, or vibe into the photo to make it stand out from the rest of the crowd. I know that last part sounds like a far-off dream, but I promise once you start to create a system around how you photograph your pieces, it's not as far away as it seems. And, shameless plug, you don't have to create that system from scratch all by yourself. You've probably already wasted hours trying to do that. In fact, that's exactly why I'm hosting this free live webinar all about the mistakes I see in photography online. So for a third annoying reminder to go sign up. Hey, I know you're probably sitting either in your studio with your hands covered in mud so you haven't signed up yet, or if you're like me, you're driving. And for the love of God, please do not try to type your email address into a website while you're driving. Just tell Siri to hit pause and create a reminder for you so you don't forget. Okay, now, where was I? Right, your online shops. Okay, if you had one goal and one goal only for your website or your Etsy shop, whatever it may be, it would be to sell your work. Notice that I didn't just ask you a question of what your one goal is. Literally, I don't care who you are. If that is not the singular final goal of your website, then I hate to break it to you, but you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Sure, there's an about page for people to get to know more about you. They can see images and learn about the quaint, adorable countryside studio that you built. And they can learn about all of the love and care that any of us put into creating every single piece that we make. That's all genuine. But guess what? Telling people all about those things is creating a deeper bond with your audience. 
And creating a deeper bond, well, you guessed it, sells more pots. If you have a page all about your creative process, that's awesome that you share that. It also helps you sell your work. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. It's just a fact. So adding all of those extra tidbits on your website is increasing your know, like, and trust factor. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the goal of having a website is to sell your stuff. I know I've made it sound crude, but sometimes we just need to get back to the basics. I'm being so blunt because when it comes to photographing your work, you need to have a clear goal in mind. What's the point of taking the time out of your busy day to take this photo? What's your goal? If you're photographing your work to put it up on your website, then the goal is to sell it, right? Okay, so now that we know that, then how does that inform your photography? Well, it means you need to give your viewers an idea of what it would be like to own that piece. What's the size and the scale of that mug? Is it going to fit comfortably in my hand? Does this photo showcase a true-to-life color so that I can tell whether or not it's going to coordinate well with the other dishes I already own? And here's a pro seller's tip for you. The surprise photo of, ooh, look how well it coordinates with that other piece that she's selling. I didn't know she had a matching picture. Well, now I think I'm going to buy two mugs and a matching picture. Now, You may be thinking, I'm supposed to take one photo that summarizes all of that? No, no. Deep breaths. Don't worry. In the ideal world, you want at least three photos for people to scroll through on any one given piece on your website or your online shop. And I know this is starting to sound like a lot, but stay with me here. Some of these you can also double up on using for your marketing and your Instagram. So just stick with me until the end, okay? So three is the minimum because that gives you one hero image. Again, I'm using air quotes and I'll explain more about what I mean in a second. One detail shot and one lifestyle type image. So what do I mean? A hero image is the straightforward, nothing too fancy, here is my pot and what it looks like and nothing else kind of shot. The hero shot is essentially what you see when you're scrolling through the general shop page of, well, just about any major brand, honestly. For hero shots, you want to photograph every single piece in pretty much the same way. It makes it easy to scroll through your entire catalog of work, but it also makes it easier to compare one piece to another. If you offer three different sizes of bowls, and you photograph them all in the same manner, And on your website, I can look at the hero shot of all three side by side. I can get a much better idea of their scale. Hero shots, like those first gallery images that we discussed, also have very little distractions and very few, if any, props. The point of the other two images, a detail shot or a lifestyle image, is to showcase more options. A detail shot is pretty self-explanatory. If you have glazes that do interesting things, or textures, scraffito, or matte and glossy combinations together, etc., you probably want to showcase an image that emphasizes those things. It could be a literal detail shot, in the sense that it's a close-up photo where you don't see the entire picture, or the entire piece, rather. 
but just one portion of it. Or it could be as simple as your hero shot, but with one prop added into it. Think of a photo of an empty bowl all by itself, and then you scroll over it and you see it filled with popcorn. Now I have an idea of scale. A lifestyle image is where things get a wee bit more complicated, but also definitely where you should be using these images not only for your website, but for Instagram or other marketing online, especially social media. Lifestyle shots are the ones we all drool over. They're the ones that get the viewer thinking, ooh, I'd love to be sitting in front of that fireplace holding a nice warm mug of tea. That mug looks so wonderful. And subconsciously, I would like to buy that mug. I have rarely, if ever, seen a lifestyle photo on a gallery website. But I have a thousand percent seen lifestyle photos blow up all over Instagram. So this third purpose for photography, Instagram, or, you know, social media in general, or marketing in general. The style of photography needed here couldn't be more different than our first style with the galleries and exhibitions. And it's a tricky balance because if you're showcasing your work online, you want the photos to still be about that work first and foremost. But in a lifestyle image, we're trying to give that work context. It's the difference between showing only a framed print with nothing else around it. That tells you, okay, I know what the print is going to look like. I like the colors. I like the look of it. I think I might want to buy it. That's your hero image. And then moving into a lifestyle image that says, ooh, here's this framed print hung on the wall next to a cozy reading nook. I have a chair kind of similar to that chair, or I wish I had that chair, and I'd love to have a corner in my house like this. I should buy this print and hang it in the corner of my living room to start making a reading nook. Can you envision the difference? One is like stating the facts. This is my piece. This is what it looks like. One is metaphorically painting a picture. This is what it would feel like to own my piece. This is what it would be like to interact with it every day. Don't you want that experience? I wanted to talk about these three different purposes for photography because the way you approach how to photograph your work, depending on the purpose, is radically different. You can take gorgeous lifestyle photos using natural light and nothing else. Buy a scrap bit of wood from your local hardware store if you don't love your Formica countertops in your kitchen, et voila! You can create the look of a butcher block kitchen island and make stunning lifestyle flatlays without spending much more than 20 bucks. But if you're trying to photograph your work to submit it to Ceramics Monthly and you're only using your cell phone, well, then my friend, you need to email me because the list of gear you might need to invest in is about to get a bit longer. One other thought before we sum this all up. I minored in photography at university and had some wonderful professors that I learned a lot from, but it wasn't until I got specific on the type of photography I wanted to make a career out of that my style and skills really took off. When I got specific, all of a sudden, learning the skills I needed came a lot faster. I was able to control the seemingly never-ending list of variables because I knew what my goal was. And ultimately, that's why I wanted to share these three different purposes of photography with you today. If you can start to get specific on your goals for photography, then we can start to knock out the variables 
and make a step-by-step-by-step system specifically for your needs on how to photograph your work. It really can be that simple. Although, of course, simple doesn't always mean easy. But that's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why I'm here. That's why you told Siri to remind you to sign up for the Instagram Photography's webinar. See what I just did there? (laughs) If, as I was explaining these three different purposes, you were nodding along and thinking, yep, I need those three different style of photos so I can launch my next shop update on my website and post more consistent photos on Instagram. Well, then this webinar is absolutely going to be for you. I am dishing out not only the four most common mistakes I see people making, but also the four easy to implement, even just with your cell phone, solutions to those mistakes. The webinar is live on June 29th and 30th, and you're not going to want to miss it. Sign up at the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram and I'll get you on the list. So to sum it all up, there are three different purposes of photography in the ceramics and makers world. The traditional photography setup as dictated by galleries and juried exhibitions. It's the most complicated as far as equipment needs, although the most simple image. Displaying your pots on a background and that's it. What you'll need to harness this style is a solid understanding of off-camera lighting or flash. And there aren't really a lot of creative options for making it a style of your own. The whole point is to give the galleries and the juries what they want so that you can get in. We are not reinventing the wheel here. Purpose number two is your online store, whether that be a website or Etsy, whatever. The goal here is to get people buying. You want a few different images of your pieces, something straightforward and relatively simple, so that if people are just scrolling through the shop as a whole, you have a clean, consistent look across the thumbnail views of all you have to offer. But you also want people to be able to click through at least three to five different images of each piece to see details of the piece, different angles, the piece in use, if it's something functional, etc. And purpose number three, the third place you'd be showcasing your work is in your marketing such as Instagram or other social media. This needs to be the most interactive, interesting, and or engaging of the images out there. You're trying to stick out amidst a very noisy crowd. In a perfect world, these images exude a feeling and help your viewer envision what life would be like if they owned your piece. As always, if you have questions, then send me an email at rebecca at makers-playbook.com. You can also join me this Sunday, June 20th at 3 p.m. Central for my last IG Live of the Photography Extravaganza. On IG Live the last few weeks, I've been answering the questions all of you are sending in from these podcast episodes. If you've been loving the Photography Extravaganza and have other maker friends you think would benefit from these photo tips, it would mean the world to me if you share a screenshot of the podcast online and tag me at the Maker's Playbook on Instagram. In turn, I would more than love to send you a public shout out of thanks and share your work with our audience as well. Until next week, go get back to making your dreams a reality because together we've got this. <laughs>